0: Welcome to everybody tonight. If you're a guest, we're glad to have you tonight. You're watching us on the internet. We welcome you as a part of this service tonight. And uh, as most of you know, my wife and I were blessed to be in uh, Jamaica this past week for a combination of things, one of them being a part of the Jamaican National Annual Convention. And on uh, Wednesday evening, particularly, there were probably... Five to 7,000 people in service and gathered under tents and no no air conditioning and uh, lots of good heat and singing and worshiping and had a great time and it was very exciting to be there. I had Over a 100 people get the Holy Ghost on Wednesday evening in the service and very powerful. And uh, but uh, so very thankful and wife and I got some much needed time away from. Our cherubs and you, so <laughs> we enjoyed it, but I am glad to be home and thrilled to get to get a piece of the snow. So I realize all of y'all want to be somewhere else, but I, I like the snow, so praise God. I, I believe I have something to share tonight. It's not, a, it's not a big in-depth theological message. And in fact, really, I I believe the Lord wants to do something for some folks here tonight. So I really, um, uh, I'm not here to give you some great theological dissertation tonight. I do have some things I feel to say. And then again, I really believe like, I believe the Holy Ghost wants to, wants to do something in this place. And so I want to read one verse to you before you're seated. That's John chapter 3, verse 13. John chapter 3, verse number 13. And no man hath ascended up to heaven... But he that came down from heaven, even the son of man, which is in heaven. Brother Fox, good to see you tonight. Brother Kevin Fox, one of our district ministers. You see, you see that no man had to send it up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven. This is Jesus talking. He's on the earth talking, but he says the son of man, which is in heaven. Amplified says, and yet no one has ever gone up to heaven, but there is one who has come down from heaven, the son of man himself, who is, who is, somebody say is, who is dwells, has his home in heaven. Now, if I'm reading that correct, he's saying, he's standing there talking to them, but he's also saying, I'm in heaven. Young's literal translation says no one has ever gone up to heaven except he who out of the heaven came down. The son of man who is in heaven. Right. Well, that's right. oh. Standing there talking but saying the son of man who is in heaven. I've used this verse before in a little different title, a little different context, but I want to use it as a starting point, And I guess for the sake of nothing else, the media ministry Uh, A title that really applies towards the end is, It's Time for a Conversion. It's Time for a Conversion. Father, thank you for your presence in this place tonight. Thank you for the privilege, not only of being a part of a church, but being a part of something that reaches beyond our city, our geographical location that reaches around the world. Thank you for a continued opportunity for us to be a part, whether it's by going or by giving we can be a part of Worldwide End Time Harvest, and thank you for that. Thank you for the privilege of being in your presence tonight. Thank you for this opportunity, and I ask God that you would minister to somebody tonight, that you would touch somebody tonight, that you would help somebody tonight. I trust you for your anointing tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Can I can I get one or two people to help me preach tonight a little bit? Just you help me do that, all right. Thank you very much. He said, the son of man, which is in heaven, implying to me that he was two places at one time, if you will. And I think all of us have to learn to live like Jesus lived. We got feet on the earth. We're living here, but we're also there. That we're not just living based on what we see. We're not living just based on what we feel, but we have we have transcended where we are and we have transcended time. Paul said it like this, we look not at the things which are seen because it's all temporal, but we look at the things which are not seen because they are eternal. Hebrews tells us that Jesus endured the cross because of the joy that was set before him. I, I think part of that, the Son of Man which is in heaven, was that part of him that was able to see beyond today. It was able to see beyond the challenges and the difficulties. And he says in one place even the, the Son of Man doesn't have anywhere to lay his head. But he also knew that beyond this there's something that's coming. Faith has been the key word over the last several weeks, and I personally feel and believe that faith has been reactivated and is being reactivated in us corporately and also in our lives individually. I just found out, thanks to Brother Kevin Breckenridge, I think I've mentioned it a time or two over the past couple of years, but a book I've read, it's also made into a movie um they did a pretty good job with the movie it's the 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 first book is called seven days in utopia and it's a golf-based book and just found out that there's a sequel to that book and 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 i want to paraphrase something from that book we have to learn to have faith in the chaos I don't mean I don't mean faith in chaos like we have faith in God I mean we have to learn to have faith in the midst of chaos the the phrase that I'm paraphrasing is that the old teacher is telling this younger guy you've got to learn to have freedom in chaos and the context of that was the guy is a professional golfer and he's he's about to play in one of the, the top professional tournaments there are, and what he was saying was when, when the pressure of the moment starts to weigh down on you and, and and the challenges of the course and the scoreboard and all of that, you've got to learn to have freedom from that chaos. You've got to learn to rise above that moment because if you get caught up in the pressure and the situation, you're going to fail, and I've come to tell somebody tonight, we got to learn to have some faith in the chaos, in the midst of the chaos if you will that we can see what's going on around us but rather than being overwhelmed and pushed down and burdened down by that we are able to rise above and see that in spite of the circumstances that I may be in God is in control and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God who are called according to his purpose and so no matter what I'm going through no matter what the newspaper says and no matter what the news on TV says and no matter what the latest ISIS is doing and no matter what the latest the economy is doing or no matter what the latest virus outbreak is, I've got some faith that rises above the chaos and I stand firm in the fact that on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. We were all we had a we had a driver. There was about 20 plus of us in the group from the United States and Canada, and and, and the trip to Jamaica. Pastors from United States and Canada, and we had a driver who's in, in the church, and I think he owns his own tour company, and and uh, he's the the Jamaican version of you, Sister Cummings, and so. He he was driving us around all week and apparently he sings and he's a worship leader and and they were prodding him all week long, Brother Middleton, to get him to sing and he just never would quite seem to cooperate. But I don't know, the trip Friday morning they drove us back to the town where we were flying out of and something came over him. He's driving along and he starts to sing and one of those, one of the songs that he busted out with, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And it is sinking sand, but it is also a solid rock that I am standing on. And so whatever the chaos of my life and your life and the world around us may be, I can rise above it because there is a God who is in control. I got to tell you, if there's ever been a need to be able to get beyond the chaos that's going on, it's now, it's today. If there's ever been a time that you need to know how to walk by faith and not by sight, it's now. If there's ever been a day when you had your feet on this earth, but you also needed to be somewhere else, it's now. I'm not here tonight to give you some great doctrinal Godhead message here, but 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 I, I think there's a principle that you and I can take from what Jesus was saying. The Son of Man came down, but he is, not will be, Come on now. not was, Come on. but is, both places at the same time. That's how you're able to go through the obstacles and tragedies and difficulties in life and somebody look at you and say, I just don't understand how you can still smile and I just don't understand how you can still be happy and I just don't understand how you can still be upbeat. It's because I've learned that my feet may be down here, but I am not limited to where my feet are and I can rise above and when I rise above it, I see something a whole lot different from up there. I've preached it before, I've used it before, and my wife said it on Friday, it was rainy when we left, and pouring rain most of the Thursday night, and Friday when we left Jamaica, and dark overcast clouds, and we got in that airplane, and it took off, and all of a sudden, we broke through on the other side of those clouds, and what looking up was a dark, ominous gray. Now you look down, and it becomes the purest of white that you've ever seen, and there's a blue sky up there. No matter what the clouds are, there's a blue sky, and no matter how heavy the rain is, there's a blue sky. I don't know what kind of storm you got going on in your life tonight I don't know how bad things are going for some of you but what I do know is you can rise above the storm and find out that on the other side of the clouds the Sun is shining (laughs) hallelujah hallelujah there's always a blue sky Oh, I know some of you have forgotten it because it's been raining too long, but there's a blue sky. I know some of you have forgotten it because you've been in a storm for a while, but I'm telling you tonight, there's a blue sky. I know this isn't the exact context of it, but I think it applies. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw to me. The psalmist said in psalm chapter 73 every christian needs to know psalm 73 because i believe it is a pattern that everybody goes through that goes through the psalmist said i got to looking at the prosperity of the wicked i got to looking at how good everything was in everybody else's life around me and i'm paraphrasing but he was saying i try really hard to do right and live right and i got troubles and problems and it seems like those that aren't trying to live right got everything going good and he said it was almost too much for me. He said, my steps had well nigh slipped until, until, until what? Until everything changed until all my circumstances turned around, until the wicked started falling and I started, no, no. He said, when I got into the sanctuary, when I got into the presence of God, when I got into where the spirit of God was moving, and he said, what happened was I understood their end. And when I saw their end, my circumstances didn't have to change. My difficulties didn't have to change, my outlook changed. And when my outlook changed, I got my footing back. When my outlook changed, it kept me from falling simply by seeing a little (laughs) different. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Son of Man who is, dwells, has his home in heaven. There was an old song by the, I think it was the All- Louisiana All-State Youth Choir. I think it was, I was about a teenager, late teens, and it was the song talked about trying to live in two worlds at one time. Of course, the context of it was trying to live for God, but also live for yourself or live for the world. But I think there is. Some validity to trying to live in two worlds at one time. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. And I've got to put up with some of the stuff that's going on in this world. But this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. For a few of you that don't know, that's actually a song. Uh, The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, if they had been mindful of where they came from, based on the circumstances they were in, they would have went back but they weren't mindful of where they came from they were mindful of where they were going and that's why they were all able to die in faith not having received the promise but seeing them afar off and embraced them and were persuaded we may not have experienced them in our lifetime but they're just as real in our dying as they were in our living and we're not going to die doubting but we're going to die believing and if we're not the ones that get the fulfillment of it somebody's going to get the fulfillment of it because while we've lived in this world there's also another world sorry I got two weeks built up so here we go Luke chapter 22 listen to what the Lord says to Simon verse 31 The Lord said, Simon, Simon, that's Peter, if you don't know. Behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Satan's desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. And notice what is not in there. No indication that he was going to prevent it. Verse, the next verse gives us the Lord's response or the Lord's prayer. He's desired to have you that he may sift his wheat, but. Surely Peter perked up and thought, oh, here's the good news. You had me there for a second, Lord. I was getting a little nervous. But I prayed. Well, this is, this is getting better already. That your faith fail not. Oh, wait a minute. The prayer is supposed to be about the sifting. The prayer is supposed to be about changing the enemy's opportunity to sift me. No. The prayer is that your faith fail not, meaning I'm going to let a little sifting happen. I prayed for your faith, not for the sifting. I'm preaching to some folks tonight, may not be more than one or two, I think it is, may not be more than one or two that have been through some sifting here lately. You've been through some stuff coming at you from every side. Some of you have been through some things in the last little while like you've never been through before. God know where I am? Yeah, he prayed for you. Well, his prayer ain't doing much good. You're still here. He said, I prayed that your faith fail not. And when? Oh, hallelujah. When? Somebody say when. Not if. When? Satan's desire to sift you. But I prayed that your faith fail not. And I'm so confident that your faith is not going to fail when you are converted. Strengthen the brethren. The Living Bible says it this way, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to have you to sift you like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer for you that your faith should not completely fail. Oh, hallelujah. I wish y'all could see that one with your eyes. I pleaded in prayer for you that your faith should not completely fail. Implying that it's going to fail some. Implying that it's not always going to be strong and unshakable. I pray that it wouldn't completely fail so when you have repented and turned to me again strengthen and build up the faith of your brothers the Amplified says it this way I have prayed especially for you Peter that your own faith may not fail and when you yourself have turned again strengthen And establish your brethren. Paul said it like this to Timothy. At the end of his life. I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. I have kept the faith. I need need something I can have a tug of war with. See anything good? Here we go. This, this works as good as anything. Come here, Chester. Don't hurt me like you hurt Brother Middleton now. <laughs> this is my faith. The enemy is constantly trying to steal your faith. And Paul said, Not only have I fought a good fight. I kept. Some of you ain't fighting very hard. The apostle Paul said, I kept. Pretty significant at the conclusion of his life to make sure that we knew, I kept. I kept it. Wasn't always easy to keep it, but I kept it. There was a lot of times it was slipping from my grip and maybe it was almost gone, but somehow I got a fresh word. Somehow I got a fresh anointing and once again I was able to get another hole, thank you, so that I got to the end of it all and I kept the faith. So the Lord says to Peter, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. But I pray that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, when you turn around, or when your faith gets renewed, I want you to then go strengthen somebody else. Can I tell somebody tonight that's been battling with the condemnation of wavering faith? Can I tell somebody tonight that's been carrying a load of guilt for faith that has almost failed? that if Simon Peter, the one with the keys of the kingdom, the one that preached the first message for this thing we call the church, if Simon Peter was able to go through some ups and downs of faith, but ultimately his faith failed not, then so it is for you and I. There's going to be some times where our faith is not as strong as it used to be. It's not as strong as it could be. But as long as we don't ultimately let go and give up on it there will be a point in time when we are converted and most of the time we use the word converted when it talks about sinners getting converted the English word here is when you are converted when somebody help me one more time when not if not maybe but when he was certain. I know you're going to. And we read. Maybe somebody doesn't know the story very well, but you can read his faith wavering. When he stood around the fire and somebody said, you're one of his followers. No, not me. Somebody said, else, yes, you, you, I saw you with him. No, not me. And finally, one of them said, your speech gives you away. Bible says he swore, denied Jesus. That was, that was his wavering faith. But the Lord said, "When you are converted." So I'm closing. I know some of y'all didn't believe me. <laughs> Listen to what the word "converted" means. It means to turn to, to cause. To return. To cause to return. It means to bring back. To turn oneself about. To return. To come back. To turn around. There's going to be a point, Peter, where your faith wavers and you walk away You start to turn away from your faith, but there's also going to be a point where you are converted, and you come back to the faith. You get a fresh hold and a fresh grip on that which you started to let go. I'm again, if it's just one person, that's okay. I'm preaching to some some somebody. I'll just I'll just my faith ain't very high. One person. I'm preaching to somebody tonight that you've been through that battle and that wavering of some faith. But I've come to tell you, I believe there's somebody in this place tonight that it's time for a conversion. It's time for there to be a turning back to. A return to what you had. A return to the faith that you used to walk by. And you knew what it was to walk by faith and not by sight. You knew what it was to get the report from the doctor. And no matter what the doctor said, something inside of you said, My God is a healer. You knew what it was to look at a bank account and see that there wasn't much in there. And you still had bills to pay, and you were able to respond and say, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory. But there's, there's some stuff. I'm reaching to some people tonight that life and some of the circumstances of life have rocked your faith. But it hasn't completely failed. It hasn't completely failed. I know I already said it, but if the Apostle Peter could have some wavering faith and still be the one to stand there and declare on the day of Pentecost, this is that, then I got a feeling you and I can go through some ups and some downs. We can go through some times where our faith has, has almost completely slipped. But there's been some prayers that have been prayed for us. There have been some prayers that have gone up, not to avoid the circumstances that challenge the faith, not to avoid the situations that shake our faith, but that in the midst of all of those circumstances, when it gets to the end of it all, that your faith would not completely fail. I wonder if there's anybody here tonight willing to be brave enough to acknowledge and admit I've had some wavering faith. I've had some shaking faith. I've had some faith that it hasn't completely failed, but it's is—it's gotten about as close to failing as it can get. But in this place tonight, I, I felt this a couple of days ago. In this place tonight, there's some folks, and I do think it's more than one person, that God would like for there to be a conversion tonight. And I know you already been born again of the water and the spirit, but a conversion where you return to your faith. See, what some of you don't understand is your faith's got to be returned before your circumstances change. Sister Trish, come. Start playing. Otherwise, um, they're going to really start doubting again. Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. This is the way we do it. Lord, if that's you, calm the storm. Freeze the water and tell me to come. And if you'll do all of that, I'll get out of the boat and come to where you are. But Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. And without addressing the storm, without addressing the circumstances, without any wind dying down, without any waves stopping, the Lord replies with one word and says, Come. And so Peter has to make a decision. Am I going to look at my circumstances? Am I going to look at what's going on? Or am I going to listen to the word that was just spoken? Some of you have gotten so used to looking at the circumstances that you've forgotten about the word that you heard. And if the word was to come, it wasn't an invitation to your destruction, but it was an invitation that I'm about to turn some things around. But let's see if before I turn it around, if you're willing to take a step of faith. So Peter steps out of the boat. And without anything in his circumstances changing, he starts to walk on the water. Now I know some have faulted Peter for falling and all that. The bottom line is, besides Jesus, he's the only other guy that ever walked on water that I know of. So I'm not judging and criticizing, because that's pretty amazing, even if it was just a few steps. But what was the failure when he first got out of the boat? He wasn't looking at the waves. He wasn't bothered by the wind. His eyes were on the one that said, come. And as long as he kept his eyes on the one that said, come, circumstances. Oh, somebody needs to hear me right now circumstances did not have to change as long as he stayed focused on the one that said come some of you are so overwhelmed tonight and depressed and discouraged by your circumstances and you're waiting for God to turn it around before you take a step of faith and God's already said come Whoa, wait a minute, Lord. It's it not all lining up to come. It's, it's not all in order for me to come. And he's saying, Come. Peter gets out of the boat. And the good news is that even when you take your eyes off of Jesus and get your eyes back on the storm, there's a hand that reaches down. And before it's too late, he picks you back up. And it wasn't until after all of that that he got back in the boat. That's when the Lord dealt with the circumstances. When you are converted. Every head bowed, every eye closed, if you would, please. Say it again. I believe the Holy Ghost has come tonight for there to be some conversions. Some of you that have had, wa- have had wavering faith. Some of you that have had struggling faith. That, the, that God is not here to judge you and criticize you for that. But He's here for you to turn back. To return to that unwavering faith that you knew. I'm preaching to somebody tonight that the Holy Ghost is inviting you that while your feet are on the ground and you're looking at the circumstances around you, that you can be in another world at the same time. In spite of what's going on in your life around you, there's a whole other realm that you can tap into and see. See beyond what's going on right now. See beyond what you're dealing with right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, if you don't need to respond for yourself, can I get some some of you that would be willing to come and pray for those that have come? Come on, I believe the Holy Ghost wants to do something in this place tonight. Come on. Come on, if the Lord can pray for Peter that his faith fail not and in the end it didn't fail, And here we are tonight in 2015, not exempt from wavering faith, not exempt from faith that almost fails but doesn't completely fail. In the name of Jesus Christ, God, I pray. That your spirit would sweep through this sanctuary right now. That in the lives of these individuals that have made their way to this altar, that there would be a conversion tonight, God. There would be a returning to faith. There would be a returning to unwavering faith, unshakable faith.
1: Come on. Your faith may have almost completely failed.
0: That's all right. Your your faith may have greatly wavered. That's okay. Your faith may have almost failed. That's all right. It hasn't totally failed. And you're still here. You're still hanging on. Why don't you let God help you tonight to return? Why don't, let, why don't you let the Holy Ghost help you tonight to return? Let him revive and renew. It may have almost failed, but it hasn't. It may have almost completely failed, but it hasn't.
1: I believe the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. I
0: believe the Holy Ghost is in this place right now. Let there be a conversion. Let there be a conversion in your life tonight. Let there be a returning to. Let there be a turning back to. Let there be a re-embracing of that faith that you held on to for so long.
1: Like Paul, you've had to fight. Like Paul, you've had to struggle to hang on and not let it go. Maybe
0: there was some times you almost lost it. Maybe there was some times the enemy almost pulled it away, but you're still here. You're still standing. You're still believing. You're still trusting. So let God restore it completely. Let God revive and renew it completely. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Somebody learn to do what Jesus did. Somebody let the Holy Ghost help you tonight. Learn to to do what Jesus did. My feet may be on this earth, but I'm going to rise above it. I'm going to rise above where I'm living. I'm going to rise above what I see in the natural. Like the Son of Man who was on this earth but also dwelled in heaven. I'm going to learn how to do that. I'm going to learn... I'm gonna learn how to, give to get above what I'm dealing with in this temporal life. I'm gonna learn how to rise above the circumstances that are coming against me.
1: Lord, take me back.
0: Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus'
1: name. Lord, take. you've had wavering faith, if you've
0: had faith that's wavered, you're in good company. If you've had faith that has struggled,
1: you're
0: you're in some good company. If you've got faith that almost failed, you're in some good company. But it's time to be converted. It's time to be converted. It's time for faith to be renewed. It's time for your confidence in God's ability. Not just God's ability for somebody else, but God's ability for you. God's ability for your family, for your body, for your finances, for the salvation of your loved
1: ones.
0: Let there be a conversion in this place right now, Lord. Let there be a conversion in this place right now. A turning back, back to back a reviving to and a renewing of faith and confidence in the name of Jesus in the name Lord, of Jesus
1: take me back to that old land
0: back, take me back to that old, to that old landmark. landmark, that old landmark, God, that Lord, stands as a testimony of your
1: faithfulness, that old, that old landmark
0: old that, old that stands as a reminder of your power and ability.
1: Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah.
0: God, I pray shine, for those tonight that the enemy has sifted That the enemy has tried to sift his wheat, but somehow, through it all, their faith has held on. Somehow, through it all, their faith has wavered, but it hasn't failed. But tonight, God, tonight, tonight, God, let there be a conversion. Tonight, God, let there be a conversion. Let there be a reviving and a renewing, God.
1: Let
0: there be a reviving and a renewing.
1: Hallelujah. Help oh, me find my direction. Place a burden in my heart. Lord, take me back. Yes, Lord. Let us make a new world. Let us a new yes, a fresh start, Lord. A fresh start, Lord. Direction.
0: A fresh start, There's
1: Lord.
0: With faith and confidence heart. in you, Jesus.
1: Lord, take. Take Take me me back back Lord,
0: take me back Lord.